Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I am Alex and unfortunately Warren Spector isn't with us this week, but uh, Chris Tilly is. Bonjour. Daniel Kruper. Hello. And Tom Butler. All right, you toilets. Amazing, amazing. You're going to do that for the entire podcast? Yeah. Have you been, watch- have you been watching our Sweeney <laughs> clip? Yeah, quite a lot. <laughs> uh, did you listen to the uh, Warren Spector podcast last week? Yes. What did very, you think? He's a, very interesting. I interviewed a, him at Gamescom as well. And he's, he's a very, very nice, nice man. That's how we got him on the podcast. I would say it's probably the best podcast we've ever done. Mm. Yeah, you weren't in it. It's all downhill from now then, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) But if you haven't listened to it, yeah, go back and listen to it because it is absolutely fantastic. He's a a definite raconteur. He is, yes. Uh, on this week's podcast, obviously, we're going to be a talking... We are, I don't know why I'm talking to a Jamaican accent. We are going to be talking... <laughs> we will talking be talking about the news. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, well, it was Notting Hill Carnival at the weekend. <laughs> was, yeah. um, we're going to be talking about, obviously, the Metal Gear blowout that happened uh, this week as well. But first, Crystal you were at Fright Fest. Uh, it I, was a bit of a frightening festival for you too, wasn't it? It was. I was spent five days and nights in a Empire Leicester Square. With lots of sweaty men. It's <laughs> <laughs> the average Stand- bank holiday uh, weekend, Chris <laughs> Yeah, and I had a bit of a tummy bug as well, which wasn't ideal. Only uh, only, only four gentlemen's toilets at that cinema. 2,000 people in the big screen. It's not ideal. The queue, the queue between films is not nice. Wow. <laughs> not when you've got a little tummy bug. <laughs> oh, dear. So that was true horror. I was going to say, added to the... Uh, Ambiance, but I, I don't think I had the toughest time there. We, we, during the shorts film program, there was um, a very unpleasant short about abortion. A girl giving herself an abortion. Oh my horrible. god! And so, there were some noises coming in front of me uh, in in the cinema. And we we couldn't work out what it was. Me and my mate, we wondered if maybe there was some kind of prank going on. But there was a bloke actually having a, a seizure during this short film. Oh my, oh god. my god! Yeah, he had a, he had an epileptic fit. So. But of course you don't know because you're in the dark, so no this, one really... Yeah, this happened to me and Tom when we went to see the girl with the dragon tattoo. Some guy, we thought he just like trips, but I think he had yeah, yeah. a seizure or a heart attack or something. He just collapsed, didn't he? Well, what happened to him? We don't, we don't know, he what, just sat there. No, they kind of like, he was next to um, the doors that led to the toilet, so they kind of dragged him through there. Wow. Right. Well, don't bring it up if you don't know if he died or not. Well, at least I know my bloke was okay. Well, uh, so on a, so not fright fest, but I was coming back from holiday once from uh, Grand Canaria, uh, and a woman died on the plane. Mm. Pilot, uh, like about four, <laughs> three or four rows behind me. I was just kind of, you know, watching the the film or whatever. Loads of people rushing past me. Uh, old lady pulled out of the um, chair. Bloody cocked it and was with like her granddaughter mm. and everything. <gasps> was she wearing like, basketball shorts and basketball socks? <laughs> Oh, I, don't, I don't get that. Tom, you want I'm the only, only person that watched Airplane recently then. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a weekend well, at Bernie's going. But oh. we had to do an emergency landing in um, Portugal because mm. apparently you have to be registered dead in whatever airspace you're in. Oh. Wow. So 
Anyway. An old bloke, an old bloke died in front of me at a oh. Crystal Palace match. Oh, my God. It was nil-nil. Final whistle just went. We all kind of stand up to kind of applaud, and he just killed over and died. Didn't even see us win. This has gone really well. <laughs> I've got one more, <laughs> one more story. Okay. There was, uh, this is really dark. Um, but... <laughs> And it was, Welcome to Dark Hour it with was Alex Simmons. A, um, a, a friend of mine who worked. I'll, I'll keep it fairly generic because I don't want to give it anything away. But he he was a writer working for a publication, and um, he, he had a history of not being very well. But anyway, he was at his desk, and um, like one, my friend went went over because he was slumped at his desk, checked to see if he was right, and he died at his freaking oh, desk in the office. That's harsh. And he was only like in his twenties. Bloody hell. Let's, so, let's talk about something a bit more positive, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was just going to well, say what, to, what, I'd, what I'd recommend from Fright Fest, okay. just to bring it back. Not dying? Um, mentioned these films before, but Sleep Tight and Sinister are both really good. Uh, Sinister's out in about a month's time, I think, but check them out. If you like anthologies, VHS is good. Um, comedy horror, Irish film called Grabbers is really good fun. Like, like Tremors meets an old kind of Ealing comedy. And if you like really nasty horror, which I don't, uh, Maniac is Ethan. Ethan, uh, no, what's is he called? A remake. Elijah Wood. Yeah, Elijah Wood cutting women up. Wow. I didn't like it, but the the hardcore fans seem to like good it. In that, Elijah Wood? He's pretty good. It's POV the whole film, so you right, only see really? him in like mirrors and and in car. That's pretty hardcore for him. Yeah, I think he's doing some interesting things recently. Yeah, Wilfred's quite good yeah. as well. But anyway, so that was Fright Fest in a nutshell. I'm sorry, I, it all turned so nasty and dark. Yeah. Oh. What so obviously Serbian film was was that last year or was it the year before I can't remember that was a fright fest kind of yeah. debut wasn't it yeah we well, didn't actually show it the festival in the end did it no they didn't show it in the end because they bottled it well they were told to show it uncut and they refused to cut it so but I just I just don't get it like why what is it that drives these anyway let's move on <laughs> let's go to what the news. drives these uh, so uh, Rockstar has obviously shown off a bit more of Grand Theft Auto V. In fact, you can hear the very, very appropriate. Rockstar Police. Yeah. Um, so um, it actually wasn't this week, it was last week, but we haven't had the opportunity to talk about it. They've shown off um, 10 new screens. Yes. Uh, I think they started off with transport and they showed a picture of uh, a road bike cycling along what looks like Santa Maria Beach, cheetah, sports car, and a jet fighter. And zing, it's exciting. Followed by um, pastimes or leisure activities, mountain biking up Mount Chiliad, tennis and parachuting. What's funny about that? I just like how some people playing tennis was one of the first screens. People just lost their mind. The thing is, you posted that picture on Facebook and some of the comments were great. And I can't really tell if they were being sarcastic or not. This one person went, this game's going to be fucking insane. <laughs> on a picture of some people playing but tennis. But I think, I think he was being serious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but then the last uh, set of pictures were entitled. I'm not. I'm not really sure what they're entitled. Business. I think it means like. Well, you, that's the business that you're right. in, aren't you? You're, you're a criminal, so I guess that is your business. Taking. Care okay, of business. so in three of the screenshots, you've got police helicopters or cars. Yeah. And then the other one, you're just flying a biplane. Yeah, because you know crop spraying, isn't yeah, it? Crop do you not remember in the first trailer? Well, I, I the do only remember trailer, that there was a crop spraying. But at the moment, he's in. If this picture, he's cop spraying a river. Cop spraying. Cop spraying. <laughs> Cop spraying. That's, that's what he's doing in all well, the other pictures. Well, I would that's say... That's criminality. He's, he's, he's poisoning the water supply. No, I can. I would Maybe. say that he's flying along a valley, which has a river at the bottom, to avoid radar detection. 
Radar. It looks like he's quite high up in the. Have you seen these screenshots? Yeah, I have. I have. Well, it's not in the valley. He's high up in a mountain, for God's sake. No, he's flying it's down a valley. valley. Are they going to release like three mm. screenshots every three days it's for the next game. year? It's just a flip book. <laughs> I'd still buy it. Yeah, is, this, you would. <laughs> is this what, what is this going to keep going on though? I don't. Know, we all, everyone lost their mind last week. It was just screenshots. No, uh, I reckon next thing will be another trailer, gameplay. Uh, no, no, like a, well, you think that was the teaser trailer, so you'd yeah. have like a three, four minute trailer. Like bearing in mind, like we've seen nothing on the game, um, apart from what everybody else has seen. We're in exactly the same situation. This game ain't coming out for ages. Really? It's nothing May? Potentially, but if you look at the PR campaign, unless they squeeze it all oh, into... That's what Rockstar have been doing recently. They did that with Max Payne. They did a six-month kind of PR blitz. And they, just, and they got it out in May. I'm sure we saw that game for no, more than six months. I remember months. speaking to Rockstar and they said we're going to try out this kind of six-month PR. Sort Didn't of... work so well for Max Payne, did it? Yeah, but I don't think that's it. <laughs> Do you not think it would work for Grand Theft Auto? Yes, I do. But don't you think that um, with a lot of big games coming out between sort of October, November, December, that it'd be a good time for Rockstar just to jump on that groundswell of interest in video games and drop like a massive trailer and pretty much piggyback on everyone else's sort of campaigns? Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. I don't think GTA needs to piggyback on anything else, in all honesty. And it's, you know, Rockstar could try and throw out a trailer when the day before Call of Duty comes out or whatever. It's not going to stop people buying that game because they're not going to be buy GTA for, for another six months. But didn't they drop the other trailer around the time of G- uh, Call of Duty last time? Yeah, but that makes sense. When you're doing trailer for trailer, it's like, okay, this is pretty cool. But like, there's no point. Trailer against game doesn't win. Yeah, you, you want the game straight away. Game. Yeah. Yeah. If, I, I would love for it. For a GTA game to come out at the same time as Call of Duty and see can, which can sold we play more. Trailer, I would love it. Trailer I demo would love game. it. <laughs> trailer demo game like Rock Paper Scissors. You could do. Could do that. Let's do that. Let's and then for Metal Gear uh, Ground Zeroes to come out on the same day as well. <laughs> what would win? Who would you back? Call of Duty, GTA Five. GTA Five. Would you? GTA Five every day of the week. Mm. Metal Gear comes last. Well, it depends what we're talking about. Are we talking about the first week of sales? First? You just made it up. You answered before first week you sales. Uh, I was actually going to say, which game's going to sell the know. less? First week sales, I don't know if Call of Duty would do better. Wait, Metal Gear, definitely third place. The Metal Gear, definitely third, yeah. yeah. Chris? Agreed, Metal Gear, definitely <laughs> third. Right, brilliant. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, any to answer your question from ages ago, Chris, I don't think they will do loads of screenshots. No, I think that's it. Now it's just to whet the appetite. Yeah. yeah. Interestingly, when you zoom in on the picture of the jet, it's kind of the middle-aged guy that we saw in the trailer. What flying it? Yeah. Ooh, look it's at Alex him in the it's him in the cockpit. But the guy who's parachuting, if you zoom in, is not the same games. Uh, not the same guy. It's a black guy. So some people thinking, speculating that the game could have more than one protagonist. Or it could just be multiplayer. Yeah, or it's just a screenshot. <laughs> Tom? It's just a character reading... in the game. It's just a generic, generic screenshot. Well, one of the main characters has been confirmed. You're a young female tennis pro. <laughs> rising from the streets of Burbank. Is this the spiritual sequel to table t- Rockstar's Table Tennis? That's why they did that game. Yeah. It was just all development for this game. Which is actually really good. Magnum Opus. Yeah. So it is a really good game. I, I have zoomed in on said Jet Fighter screenshot, and I didn't realise, I just assumed it was just a guy in there, but it's definitely a guy wearing a suit with a kind of it shirt. It is that guy, yeah. So, 
that presumably means that you will absolutely fly a freaking jet fighter in this game. How awesome is that? That must be a big old map. Oh. <laughs> Alex is just having a moment. Next piece of news. Um, I got some God of War news. Uh, not the game, though, the movie. Uh, we've been talking to the screenwriters who are working on the script for this forthcoming feature. A couple of guys called Marcus Dunstan and Patrick Melton, who um, have a background in horror movies, actually. They did Saw 4 and Piranha 3 Double D. And they've, uh, they've just moved <laughs> on to their first um, blockbuster by doing a polish on the script for Guillermo del Toro's big monster movie, Pacific Rim, which is robots versus aliens. It worked out well for battleships. <laughs> In Guillermo, we trust, though. Um, and they were saying they're having to rewrite the script. They said the initial script was good, but they're having to rewrite it because since it was written, Wrath of the Titans 300, Immortals, Clash of the Titans have all come out and they've all kind of nicked from God of War. And so they're having to go back and differentiate it a little bit. So they're working on a script that, that was written before 300 came out? Um, well, that doesn't sound right, does it? Because it was ages, ages ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's been circulating for ages, though. Hey, I'm just reading out their quote. Yeah, just questioning it. Sounds like they're liars. <laughs> um, but their big thing is about humanising the character Kratos. That's what they're saying they're working on at the moment. Right. Um, so they said in the same way that Batman was grounded with Chris Nolan's rendition, we're attempting to do that with Kratos so that when we meet him, like they're doing in the newest game, which is a sort of prequel, we're seeing him before he became the ghost of Sparta, when he was just a Spartan warrior and he had a family and kids. That's not what I want to see. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, they said that's going to be the first half hour of the movie, right. basically getting to know him so that when it all kicks it's, off. It's the, well, it's the origin story, isn't it? Yeah. I honestly can't see how they're going to do a God of War game as live action. Tom can. Statham. <laughs> it's going to be Vin Diesel, isn't it? Painted white. Well, he's going for every role at the moment through his own Facebook account. Have you seen... He keeps posting pictures. Chris showed me yesterday. Mm. What, who did he do yesterday? Well, Hannibal. He's obsessed with playing Hannibal. Do you know about this? What he keeps doing? Do you mean Hannibal, the one that walks across the mountains yeah. to the elephants? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's been trying to get that match for about 10 years. Boring. Vin Diesel? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I watched uh, Fast Five last night. Is I like... it a guilty pleasure or is it? Eh, just... It's all right. Yeah, I don't is that the first it... one you've seen? Yeah, I haven't seen any of them. This must be really good, isn't it? Well, quite good. It's all right. Why? Well, which one do you like? I've not seen any of them. <laughs> Fast Six is currently the first shooting one. in East London. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, we might be doing a little set visit. But wasn't Fast Five more of a kind of like heist movie? Yeah, it was a heist than... movie. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's anyway, quite tongue-in-cheek. Going back to God yeah, of War, we? it just feels a bit... Well, A, I can't really see how you're going to make it as a really good um, live-action movie. But also, the game is so ultra-violent and graphic. Like in uh, God of War Ascension, you've got um, Kratos ripping open a, an elephant's head and pulling out its brain. Like, are they absolutely going to... Like, surely they I've won't not, do that in a movie. I've not seen Immortals. That's quite violent, is it? Is it That's super, vi- super violent. Is it bloody? Yeah, um, he punches yeah, someone's car- head off, doesn't he? There's, yeah, there's a bit where a god comes down and punches people so their heads explode. But it's all cartoony, so it's not like... But it's all really like hyper-real. If it's fantasy violence, you might be able to get away with it. Mm. If it's like a creature rather than another human being that he's ripping apart. I just like the yeah. idea of him like kicking off with his kids when they haven't taken the rubbish out, like <laughs> just his, like his home life, ah, oh, ripping their heads off. That's how they should do it. It should be like the beginning of The Incredibles. He's just at work, <laughs> paper jam, ah, oh, out of toner. I think we've talked about Kratos doing work experience with us before. 
Uh, I think we're also talking about going on uh, going for drinks with Kratos as well. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're around. (laughs) They've uh, they've got 150 million dollars to play with apparently, and they've got big plans for Ares. What's the budget? Who'll become? Sorry, I just just like the phrase like to play with. Sorry. They're building the sets out of dollar, yeah, dollar this barrels. Like, <laughs> this is like little action figures. <laughs> <Paper-mache>. <laughs> so, Ares! so yeah, the film currently doesn't have a director though, so we're, we're not close to going into production, I don't think. But. 150 million seems like a lot of money. What would yeah. what, what something Prince like Prince of Prince of Persia have cost? More than that. Do you think? Yeah, Prince of Persia was really expensive. That's that's the thing. Like I don't think 150 million dollars is that much anymore. Well how much does how much were I thought I well, this kind think of a... Avatar had a budget of two hundred million. That was everyone thought that was crazy. Avengers, what was that? Batman was like two hundred. That's kind of like the that's a, up the higher end of budgets because there's like been, in recent years there's been a bifurcation where you've got these movies that are over hundred million, and then the other other end it's like twenty thirty. There's no kind of mid range. Didn't Spider Man the new Spider Man wasn't that done on a cut rate? Yeah, that that like would have fifty million or something like that. But isn't that why it was rubbish? It's probably near a hundred million, but yeah, it wouldn't have been the hundred and fifty mark. But um, well, it's interesting that they have employed horror writers to to retool the script. Yeah, I think that does say something about how nasty it might get, Alex. Uh, I have got some information here about Marvel's TV series that we were speculating about a while mm. ago. So it was revealed that Marvel were going to be working on a TV series with ABC, uh, and we ha- we we talked about it in the podcast, I think, and we put a few options up. She Hulk was discussed. Mm-hmm. I think we, we, other things. we suggested this. Uh, sorry, we suggested this, didn't yeah. we? And uh, one of them was Shield, and I said I'd put my money on it that it would be Shield. And lo and behold, Marvel has ordered a pilot for AB with ABC for Shield. So how much did you win? Uh, a hat, nice, uh, and another hat on top of that because I'd already put my hat in. Um, so Joss Whedon is going to be working on the uh, Shield TV show. He has signed on to be the showrunner. He's going to co-write the pilot and possibly direct it as well. He's going to be working on it with his brother and his brother's wife, who also worked on Doctor Horrible's Sing Along blog, um, and another brother, Zach Whedon, um, who recently worked on Spartacus. So there you go. All the Whedons. It's very much a family affair. Yeah. Um, so it looks like we're getting a pilot, which could possibly mean that we could see the, the TV series itself in autumn 2013. But I have questions about this. Yeah. Samuel Jackson be in it? Yeah, I reckon so. But for an entire season? No. Well, let's have a look because uh, I've had an email here from regular writer Inera Chalsea, and he says... Guys, could you speculate as to what this could be now it's confirmed? He's referring to the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. He says they're hardly going to have the entire Avengers movie cast back for a weekly show, are they? That's a good point. So you're not going to have any of the superheroes in it, are you, really? You might have minor ones. I, I don't see why they, they wouldn't sh- pop up in the odd episode. Yeah. I think that there'll be a, a hardcore of new characters and maybe Samuel Jackson and Kobe the- Smulders... What's her name? Kobe yeah. Smulders, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't there see might be why. Might clause in their contract that says like you have to appear in maybe one episode. Mark Ruffalo wouldn't show up, or Chris Evans. I, that totally makes sense. I mean, big mm. TV shows like that have regular cameos. But the only now, thing would, I would, I would be concerned about if I was Marvel and I wanted to protect that brand is if you have someone like Ruffalo appearing in an episode, he obviously can't transform because they won't have the budget to make it look consistent with mm. the movie. Like the the action, they won't be able to like. They'll have to be smarter. Like they'll have to be uh, more kind of 
modest in the the ambition of the plot. Like each week, it'll have to be more formulaic and have to be small scale, like heist things. Because otherwise, it'd look like a poor man's Marvel, and it's not. It's actually Marvel. So they don't want to compromise that brand if it's taking place in the same universe. But I think if you're looking at um, having Iron Man in costume on screen for thirty seconds, that's expensive though, because a lot of that suits CGI. True, but then I don't know how how expensive that would be. It's, it is literally a very small portion of a budget that go, well not that would go into that TV episode. I'm sorry, yeah, it's like scalable, isn't it? Yeah, perhaps. surely. Yeah, it also depends like how many episodes they're going to do. If you're doing twelve episodes, perhaps. Yeah. But I think I think it's a really good idea. I think Shield's a really interesting proposition. I imagine something to do something like X Files meets um, Heroes, something meets like Alias. that. Yeah, meets Alias. I think it'd be a really good way of really fleshing out the Marvel universe, like in between films, like keeping it going in people's minds uh, through the TV series. They can set up things for future films, even if it's a success. Marvel's just got such a grand scope of how they how they're planning everything. Yeah, out. and like DC are like really trying impressive. to trying to catch up now. Well, we posted an interview with Joss Whedon today um, talking about the show, and he didn't really go into specifics, but he, I think it sounds like he's going to make it quite accessible to people who don't even know the movies. Right. So he says, he says, what I do know is that it's the show it should be, and we've got, something, we've got some really dope notions. Oh. Um, it's going to work very well for people who either love the Marvel Universe or for people who've never dipped a toe in the Marvel Universe. So it sounds like it's going to be its own beast. I think it's going to be quite like Mission sounds Impossible good. as well. Yeah, that would be series. Mm. Yeah, um, that would be cool. Um, but yeah, I reckon Samuel L. Jackson will be in it in some capacity. Um, he might just like pop in and out. It might be like people below him. Yeah. But did you see the news about DC as well with their JLA movie? How they're saying that Batman's going to be rebooted in JLA before he gets we his own movie. This, like, in really? the Batcast, that that would be a smart way of yeah yeah. But he's like you don't make you don't put him spotlight. Like you want to attract the same sort of scrutiny if he's part of an ensemble. So here's an idea. If you want your future Marvel and DC news, just come to us like two or three weeks before. Yeah. We've predicted it all. So <laughs> it all. what's next, Daniel? Oh, we've got the um, earlier in the week, Nintendo did a little Nintendo Direct live stream press conference, which is a good pithy did title. Did they announce the release date for Wii U? Yes. And there's a new Zelda game. Oh, no. Oh. The big news. I'll start with the big news first because I've, I've ranked this. There's in Japan, you can get a pink 3DS XL. Woo! And some Kirby pajamas. Some Kirby pajamas and a yes. Kirby Beach Ball to celebrate Kirby's birthday. That so is what you want out of the water. That's the big news this week. Um, but I think we were all anticipating them announcing a new 3DS Zelda game or a remake of Majora's Mask. That didn't happen. What they did announce was there's a new Professor Layton game coming out in Japan and it will be Professor Layton's last game. Oh. But not necessarily the last game in the series, just probably the last time he's the main character. Why would you do that? Well, announce that. Well, why would you kill off Layton? I don't know, to give the series legs. Reboot it, refresh it. But, but that's the whole point. Like, it's Doctor gone. Who, get rid of him. Yeah, but if they focused on Luke, oh man, that little prick is so annoying, I wouldn't play that game. <laughs> but, um, well, there's a Layton iOS game coming out which focuses on um, Layton's son. The dirty beggar. So that's probably what they're going to do. But the the game's called. This is a rough translation from the Japanese title. So that's a funny name. It's yeah. <laughs> um, Professor Layton and the remains of an advanced civilization. Pithy. Mm-hmm. Neat, no, succinct. Um, so, but the thing is, that's scheduled for release sometime in Japan in 2013. But we don't even have 
the first Latin game on 3DS. That's coming out here in October. Yeah, in a couple of months. So yeah. because those games require a lot of regionalization, we probably won't see that till the end of 2013 or even 2014. Can it really take that long to translate a game? They want to like get it? on. Well, it's only it's one blog, and you know what? Most of the time, you can't be arsed. I'm sorry, but it, I just think that's crazy that they've had this Latin game for so long. Can they not do the the, the localization while they're working on do it. Do it at the same time, exactly. Yeah. Imagine if they did that with Metal Gear. But don't. Well, they said like you you'll get that like two years later. Yeah. I just think it, I just honestly the mind boggles. Because I think also what, that series has lost momentum to? as well. That would be an amazing yeah, launch yeah. title for 3DS. Yeah. yeah. When it needed stuff, right back at its launch in the West, yeah. it could have done with the Leighton title. My, if if the Leighton game had come out with that, my mum probably would have considered getting a new 3DS because she loves Leighton so much. I've bought my mum Leighton in the past. Go, mum, you like this? She likes puzzle games. Can't be bothered with it. Can't be bothered with it. The story and stuff. Oh, can't be bothered with it, Daniel. I finished the first three, but the last one... Whatever that was called on DS, I just got really bored of it. Would you play the 3DS one? No. <laughs> okay. Well, it's, so Alex I'm, won't be playing that game in 2013. No, it's just it's the same thing, and it's the story gets in the way, the puzzles in the end. It's like actually, I don't really care what happens. I just want to do some fair enough. Uh, Funky puzzles, and then um, I guess the other kind of prominent news that came out of the press conference was Game Freak, the developer behind Nintendo's really popular Pokemon series of making a new game, an original IP for 3DS called Harmo Knight, which is kind of like a mashup of Super Mario Brothers and a rhythm action game. Mm. I don't know exactly how it works, but you're like a little guy. It looks a little bit like a samurai, and he's like waving a giant purple quaver. It's a quaver at the end, like a musical note, and he's using it like a battle axe or like a golf club. I was wondering what that was supposed to be. And he's running along levels collecting musical notes, and I think you've got to kill enemies like in time with the music to wreck up a higher score. I think right. that's how it all works. Is there a game... Is Bit Trip Runner is yes. a similar sounding sort of game. Yeah. But this... It looks good. It looks fun. And um, that's coming out in Japan on September 5th, 2012. So expect it over wow. here in Next week. <laughs> yeah. They've kept that quiet, haven't they? Jesus. There you go. But yeah. Well, Nintendo always do this. They make proper announcements. They keep secrets and then go, oh, it's coming out now. I can't wait to pick up my Kirby Charles uh, trousers. <laughs> <laughs> Why have you dropped him? <laughs> uh, obviously, the biggest news this week, though, uh, goes to Metal Gear Solid. It's obviously the 25th anniversary of Metal Gear this year. And um, Kojima and uh, his production company had uh, an announcement in Japan uh, on what day was that? Thursday. Wednesday. Thursday. It was yesterday morning. Thursday. Thursday. Anyway. um, (laughs) Thursday. Obviously, there was a lot of speculation about what was going to be announced, but the kind of biggest announcement was a new game called Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes, or Zero, depending on how you want to kind of see the translation. We've gone for Zeroes. I think it's going to be Zero, but that's my personal You think? Uh, This was a long debate in the office. Yeah. For far too long. But anyway... Um, it's going to be so. The the problem is, is that there's been no footage shown outside of the event. One screenshot where Snake looks a bit like Sam Fisher, and a bunch of tweets. Um, so we're basing it purely on what other people have said. But it looks like it's a an open world Metal Gear game, uh, and they showed a real time demo, which, uh, according to Kazamatsuri, uh, said it was truly amazing running on a PC at current gen specs. Wow. <laughs> 
So, um, is that your Japanese accent? Yes. Right, well, who's he? he? Might not be Japanese. Oh, no. Konnichiwa. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, Mark McD, who doesn't sound very Japanese, <laughs> says a demo of Metal Gear Ground. Sorry, Metal Gear Solid Ground Zero started with the cutscene all real time, went into gameplay, open world, night, raining, base. Amazing. Yeah. A 140 character limit really oh. doesn't enable you to give much away, does it? We should get him to review for us. <laughs> exactly. Followed by Snake crawled at avoiding searchlights, killed guard, rode jeep, called in heli for evac, sound like MG, but the scale and atmosphere, wow. I've heard the ending of that um, demo was amazing because apparently when he calls in the helicopter evac, Ride of the Valkyrie starts playing in the background. Really? And you jump onto the helicopter and it starts booming in like Apocalypse Now. How awesome does that sound? <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. So, at the moment, yeah, it looks like it's running on a PC, but aimed at current-gen specs. Although, um, Foxhound... Um, is it Foxhound? Is that, I've forgotten what bloody Kojima's development company is called. Anyway, they are... Sorry, Kojima Productions, funnily enough, are working on next-gen stuff. So, I can't imagine that this will be purely a PS3 and Xbox yeah, 360 Yeah, well, they said that it's going to be targeted for them, but I, I think like a lot of games that will be, are coming out next year... They'll appear on both this gen and next gen. They'll be like games that straddle the divide, as it yeah. were. Um, and I don't know if they've actually announced. Did they say whether it was running on the Project Ogre kind of game engine? I don't know. Because obviously, some bits and pieces of that have come out already, and it, it does look good. But um, do you read the other thing about it? Is I think apparently Kojima said that it's, it's say you like a lot of stealth games they're amazing and they're very tense and atmospheric when you're being all stealthy and you're, yep. you're in the shadows and you think you're pulling this off but as soon as a guard sees you it turns into some kind of Benny Hill style farce where you're yep. running around and it all goes L- to shit looking for a barrel to hide behind and yeah. sometimes like when that happens I do usually just die so I can start again yes yeah but apparently in the new uh, Metal Gear game when that happens it doesn't descend into some kind of farce where you're running around it turns into kind of the gameplay kind of adapts to that situation and you have to, it turns into like an escape mission. Right. So it's not like trial and error as right, it were. Right, right. It's more complicated and sort of sophisticated than in past games. Well, cause see when I was replaying Metal Gear 2 on Vita, it was absolutely, as soon as you got spotted, it was like, I may as well just, you know, take the bullets, die and then restart. But on Metal Gear 3, there is a lot more scope for kind of running away. Waiting, Run away! Waiting for the guards to kind of uh, stop patrolling and then start again because it employed the whole kind of camouflage system. So, yeah, it'd be interesting how they kind of integrate that. Maybe, and also, like, maybe like the mission splinters and instead of you, you, you can't get to the end of it, you, it turns into an escape mission and you don't see what you're going to see or something like that. Maybe it's more branching. Wow, that'd be hugely complex. Though, I know. Every be. time you got spotted, but it, it sounds like. It, but I'm also, how would an open world Metal Gear game work? No idea. Like, different mission hubs? and the, I don't... Honestly, well... Who knows? But uh, apparently, the only other piece of information is that the snake in the image is Naked Snake from Snake Eater. So that's Big apparently. Boss. It's Big Boss, Little Boss, Cardboard Box. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, how do you know that? Because he's got a patch on. He's got a uh, patch on, and he's got um, a symbol on his arm, yeah. and it's, it's, it's the Soldiers Without Frontiers group that he led. Yes. When he was in his younger days. Yes. So this will be set earlier on in the I don't Metal know. Gear timeline. I, it's, it's even a, making your brain the hurt. The Metal Gear it? timeline just boils my brain. I can't understand it. I'm sure no one understands it. Can we do it. a four minute sort of get up to speed with Metal Gear video? Go for it. 
If you can, if you can fathom it out, then go for it. Okay, yeah. But anyway, so that was the the kind of big announcement. Uh, When do you think we'll see that? Do you think it's a next gen game? May next year goes head to head with GTA Five. I think it will come out Christmas next year. So you're thinking next gen or at the tail end of this gen? Well, I I think it would be awesome if it was for both. Okay. Just leave that there then. The other thing is, if you look at the Metal Gear series traditionally, they've always um, been PlayStation exclusives, at least to start with. So could it be a PS4 exclusive launch game? Wow, you heard it here Maybe. first. Uh, but they also announced uh, at long last a Metal Gear movie is in the works. Yeah, that's pretty much my story, Alex. You actually just said it. Oh. No, but you know, there's some people in there. Yeah, there is, yeah. Avi Arad, who uh, produced X-Men, Iron Man, and The Amazing Spider-Man, uh, will be producing, mm. which is good, kind of a big deal. Um, and the quote we got from Twitter was him saying, uh, For many years I fought to bring comics to theatres, and video games are the comics of today. Which seems a bit disrespectful to comics. Because mm. comics are still the comics of today. Well, I guess it's a it's a much loved series that has never really made it on the big screen. Uh, I'm no, sorry, I, a much loved uh, medium that's never really made it. I in think the his cinema. point is that over the last ten years, comics have become kind of distinguished as a kind of respectable art form, whereas video games are still kind of the spotty teenager. In some areas, they're still frowned upon. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. not. They haven't been elevated. They, you know, people are coming along that now are doing what Frank Miller did for comics in the eighties yeah. and Alan Moore, yeah. for instance. People like Ken Levine and so on doing that with video games in the last but wouldn't it be amazing obviously if you look at all the kind of big blockbusters a lot of them are all based on comic book characters wouldn't it be amazing if in 10 years time all of the big like movies are based on video game characters it's exciting at the moment are we on the because like um, superheroes had a lot of really bad comic book adaptations in the late 80s early 90s have video games had that phase and now with things like the Assassin's Creed with Michael Fassbender the Metal Gear film could be a turning point obviously they could be abysmal and huge flops but what what was the comic book movie that kind of it was kind changed of changed i think blade. Tomb Raider. blade you reckon yeah, yeah blade was, is, blade. <laughs> what about batman tim burton's batman's but then there was kind of like a hiatus after that wasn't there bit of a lull because they, they never, they never they agreed shit, like yeah. it was successful but they never like greenlit his version of superman or anything so it never kicked on but i think blades very often looked at it definitely blade was is seen as kind of the birth of marvel movies yeah because this was like nobody knew that character but it was incredibly successful it's a good movie isn't yeah it? Well, well batman was the one that made uh, that was the first one to really take it seriously yeah like mm-hmm. superman was brilliant but batman was kind of like, oh, this is a really adult take on what was perceived as kids' material. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. You know, there's been so many full storms with this. So many times I've thought, oh, this is going to be the one, and then it hasn't. Mm. So you just got to wait and see. But it's interesting. Who should play Solid Snake, then? It, it all depends, kind of, when it's set. Like, is it going to be a young snake or an Michael old snake? Michael because oh, well, really he's, he's on the boxes in of the first Metal Gear game they use his oh, likeness you're right, that's right. Well, it won't yeah, be an yeah. old snake they won't kick off with an old snake I don't think but unless <laughs> you don't oh. kick off with an old snake that's an old <laughs> Indian proverb <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael Fassbender no oh, Jesus he can't be an Assassin's Creed he's, he's also going to be the, the big daddy and the little sister in Bi- the Bioshock movie so is it Tom Hardy then <laughs> it's one of the two it's isn't one it? of the two with Ryan Gosling kind of up the too, uh, Tom Hardy's too big to be Snake, I think. That's the thing with Tom You can't imagine it. He, also, he could slim down. Yeah, he doesn't have to yeah. be big. I think he's the wrong kind of character. 
Gosling. Like Chris said. Gosling, Reynolds. Yeah. Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Burt. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Clint Eastwood. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is shit. Where is Green Lantern? Well, he, that, that doesn't aid your cause whatsoever, Tom. He is not Solid Snake. No way. Well, maybe Shit we should snake. get our uh, lovely listeners to write in and tell us who should play Solid Snake. Yes. Um, IGN UK feedback at IGN.com or um, Facebook and Twitter. Facebook IGN and Twitter. UK. Carl uh, Urban. Kurt, yeah, not a bad shout. Let's ask him. Kurt Russell. Well, it's, well. Uh, of course. It's based on Kurt Russell, isn't he? Isn't there it? you go. He's old enough. Based Wait. on Snake Plissken. Yeah, maybe they could do like a um, Tron thing with him and... The the age him. God, no, thank you. <laughs> what about the social game? And the <laughs> final piece of <laughs> news. One of the big news is big. that. Uh, so yeah, they announced the social game um, uh, called oh, what's it called? Is it called Metal Gear? I'll, I'll sign oh, it anyway. Metal Gear so- Social Ops. Social Ops. So it's a mobile game being developed by Gree, which is the big Japanese mobile company that's just started out in the West. So they've. They've got a bunch of stuff coming out in Europe uh, towards the end of the year. So they're doing the mobile version of Assassin's Creed called Utopia, I believe. Uh, and now they're handling this. Again, not much information about what it's going to be or how it's going to shape up, but uh, I'm quite now excited between, about that. Um, this year, between fall and winter. Yeah. Or so, autumn, as we call it over I here. I know, yeah. I was just trying to be inclusive. We'll call it autumn and fall. Fall autumn. Anyway. Out of those three, which ones are you most excited by? Probably um, social ops. So, hey. yeah, yeah, Lo- love me it a bit of gree. It, I, I do like the idea of um, like if you're playing it and I'm playing it, and then I, again knowing nothing about the game, but if it takes elements of um, portable ops and peace walker, where you can kind of co-op and stuff like that, oh, cool. uh, in very snackable, digestible, digestible missions, I think it'd be really exciting. But I hope it's still a Metal Gear experience and not something that's completely, you know, I don't know, geocaching or some shit like that. I'm probably most excited, obviously, about the new game. Mm. I just, and seeing the footage from it. I guess the only thing that I wish... I don't, they've, they've made the first image look so much like Sam Fisher. It's kind of crazy. But is that mainly because of the night vision goggles? Yeah. But, but that's... Like, if, if it's Naked Snake, show us the eye patch. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> That's uh, that is the Metal Gear news uh, for this week. So uh, let's move on to reader feedback, and I've got the first piece from Michael Bristow, who says, "Can you give a little mention about the new Broken Sword game Kickstarter project? These games were a staple part of my childhood, as were many point-and-click games, and he cannot wait to see a modern 2D Broken Sword game." So. Um, yeah, so Charles Cecil, who's the guy that did all of the Broken Sword games, has announced a new Kickstarter uh, for Daniel Kruber. What's it called? I don't know. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, well, you're interviewing Charles Cecil next week. to see Yeah, so probably the week after next we'll have a, um, a lovely interview on the site. Yeah. A feature about the new Kickstarter campaign. So it's called The Serpent's Curse. Um, More snakes. Huh? More snakes. More snakes. Exactly. Yeah. I just find it a little bit... So, Revolution Software, who's Charles Cecil's company, are, are doing it. And I just think, well, you're a company that's made lots of games that have been popular in the past. Stop it with the Kickstarter shit, man. Well, that is my first question. Why? Fund it yourself. Alex Simmons says. <laughs> yeah. So, a broken sword... I, I imagine they've probably tried, haven't they? Is Kickstarter not a fallback? Well, You'd maybe it so. shouldn't be made then. I don't know. <laughs> that's my 
That's my thought. <laughs> do you want to do the interview? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, really short interview. <laughs> it's broken, broken sort of point and click, isn't it? Is that right? Just uh, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a, like a treasure hunter thing. type thing, isn't it? But it's it's probably old school. It's two D. Um, like cartoon like self, the old LucasArts games yeah, like, yeah. Know, Indiana Jones games and all that kind of shit Monkey so, Island but it's it's much more serious than that kind of stuff but um, you know it's they've got their place there's a lot of love for that yeah. so it could it's something that could do very well on Kickstarter yeah is are we looking at a console game or a desktop game or an iPad game um, doesn't know that no one knows I don't think they know yet well I, you know I think it's there's no reason why it couldn't sit across all platforms. Quite frankly, it's not as if it's going to be particularly intensive or yeah, like used. like like the Telltale games, like the yeah, Walking Dead it, games. Absolutely, like. it could quite easily work on iPad. Could quite easily work on desktop. But could work on anything. Yeah, so it's quite interesting the way that um, games release and they kind of go back and forth and like find new homes on different platforms. Because you know Bastion, yes, um, the Summer of Arcade game from last year, a really good game. It's now out on the iPad, and apparently right. the iPad version is brilliant like really good gotcha. works really well um but I'm, i must admit i'm getting a little bit tired of the whole kickstarter thing yeah yeah what in particular about it is it this whole but, give yeah, us your I, money i think it was news when the first few kickstarters happened but and now the everything has been exciting like that's a lot of money though. but it just it seems like everyone's like actually this is kind of begging we, we yeah and surely the fatigue for that is going to come Pretty soon. You think that, don't you, Chris? You're like, if I'm giving you money, I'm an investor. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think it's part of a larger conversation if you want to talk about Kickstarters. I mean, I think there are some quite valid projects out there, but if you want to fund the arts, go for it. But yeah. I think it depends who's who's asking for the money and what the reasons are. Yeah. And and also what you get back. Like, you know, if you put in, you know, £10 or something, then, you know, getting a free copy of the game, I think it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. If you're going to put forward 300 quid or whatever, you know, I'd want more than a kind of funny T-shirt with a picture of the man developing it. I'm not saying that's what you get. <laughs> that's just completely off the top of my head. I'd want a cut of the profits. So the cheddar. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Ne- next bit of feedback is from Royce Butler. Hey, from Atlanta. Your cousin? No. Um, he says, Do you think Microsoft and Sony will abruptly stop support of the Xbox 360 and PS3? when Durango, Durango and Orbis launch um, later this year, later next year? Or do you think they'll continue supporting them for like six months, half a year? Like kind of, well, Sony did that with I, PS2. I was going to say, I think PlayStation will certainly, Sony will Because he makes PS3. the point that Microsoft pretty much ditched the Xbox yeah. immediately. But then again, if you look at the install base of 360, it's much, much bigger. So they'd be stupid to completely forget. But then again, like if you look at PlayStation... Um, PS2s had a huge install base in like emerging markets like Brazil South America, and yeah. yeah South America, uh, India, all that kind of stuff. Which is like, why that's why like FIFA and like those kind of games were still launching on PS2. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So you know I think you'll see first parties developing for um, their old kind of consoles for a while. I certainly think that Xbox will be the f- Microsoft will be the first to jump ship out of the two. There'll be like six months won't there where there's projects that are already yeah. in development that still have to come out and yeah. they just come out anyway like. but but third parties like EA will keep developing for those consoles for a long time because okay, they're an annual profitable. franchise same with Call of Duty I have no doubt that that will keep on rolling out on those um, platforms for a long time so 
I have the next bit of feedback from our friend Sean McCarthy, the Cockney Charmer. Uh, he says, um, with the recent reveal of the Black Ops 2 Care Package Collector's Edition coming in at a whopping £160, which is obviously the same price as a games console, what you get is £60 hardened edition but with a £100 toy included. Are publishers like Activision really taking advantage of the loyalty of its fans by packaging up games with novelty items and charging as much as they can, encouraging more tap than content? <coughs> Off. Yeah. Um, That's I think, so expensive. Is yeah. it, like, who the fuck wants to buy it? Well, if you want a bloody quadrotor radio control thing, then go and buy one. Don't buy a game. Sorry. Um, yeah. Well, I think the answer to your question is, Sean, yes, they are taking advantage. Alex made a very good point about the care package as well. It looks like a toolbox that you would get from b and yeah. So you get that as well. It's not just the toy. You get a very sturdy toolbox. And that's when we discovered that you own no power tools. I own no power tools. I'm 26. I don't need any power tools. I haven't got any power tools. Chris? Yeah. Yes, that's more like... What, well, what yes, power you tools? have. Drill. more of a man. Just a drill. A power, I've got a drill. Hammer action? Yeah. Nice. Laser guided. I don't see why you need a laser guided drill, but yeah. Laser guided hammer. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> see, I've got uh, a hammer action drill and a power sander and a jigsaw. Yeah, but how often do you use them? I use them a lot when I was in my old house, but I'm renting at the moment, so I don't need to. It's the what life story. Of... What have we used jigsaw for? Because uh, I put floorboards in my loft. This is going to sound a really stupid question. <laughs> Can you make a jigsaw with a jigsaw? Yes. Okay. Excellent. Just wanted to know. Excellent. Just to know. What was the original point of that? Oh, it's there's the care package. That's <laughs> no, right. No, yeah. that was M. Um, Cotley Charmer saying, what's your favourite power tool and why? Yes. The so problem is, three. right, people will still go and buy that. So it's... Because people are idiots. But then again, I wonder how many no, people... No, that's not fair. That's I'm not fair. joking. I wonder how many people or how many copies of the Black Ops um, remote control car, which was properly shite... How many of those were left that, on the that, Like, they're not idiots. The, the, my problem with it is, the thing that gets included is not good quality. No. And if you... The money, if you subtract the cost of the game, the money left over, like, 100 quid, you could spend 100 quid getting quite a cool gadget. Yeah. Not a piece of tying crap. You I get agree. very good remote control helicopters yeah. for 100 quid. That's my you? point. Yeah. It's just they're trying to make a massive Buy a margin separate on one that. and paint Call of Duty Black Ops 2 with Tipex on the side. That'd look pretty cool. There you go. I have an email from Will Noel, and um, it's got a sp- it's quite spoilery though. So I suggest if you haven't seen the Avengers yet, maybe you switch off for a minute or forward wind for a couple of minutes. Okay, a few seconds to do that, and we're into the email. Um, Will says, "I know you guys mentioned Agent Coulson and how he could have survived dying." Anyway, I just noticed something very interesting when the agent turns up at Stony- Tony Stark's building. Stark mentions that he was he was a life model decoy, LMD. If anybody has read the comics, they are a huge part of the universe. So what do you guys think of the possibility that Agent Coulson could have been an LMD? But I seem to think in the film, when Tony Stark says, this is the life model he's decoy joking. of Tony Stark, he's joking. He's, he's taking joking. the piss, isn't he? Yeah, he's well, taking the mess. It might exist, like, but I just don't think... If he is, it kind of takes away the whole kind of emotional punch and the whole kind of reason for for that movie at the end why they become a team 
is because they have a, a, a reason to come together and something to fight for. So if you take that away in the sequel by going, oh, he's alive now, you take away the reason for being a team. But isn't that how smart Agent Coulson is? And I can't believe we've got to the point now where people are like campaigning Agent- to bring that jerk back. He's <laughs> such a boring non-character. <laughs> Why bring Ooh. him back? I must you admit, because I, I know nothing about this universe at all. And I Agent Coulson doesn't even exist in the comics. Oh. No, no, yeah, he's, he's made up for the film. him for the movies. Oh, really? Oh, right. He's so boring. God, you really touched a nerve with Tom when Jesus, you mentioned Tom. Agent Coulson. Do you remember when we, watched it, when we watched it in the cinema and I was just like, look, turned to you and he died and we was just like, yes. Yeah, yeah. Just, Tom's like, God. everyone was like, oh, he's died. Oh, he's actually, <laughs> is he actually died? He's been in all the movies. Tom was like, fucking yes. <laughs> in between laughing hysterically. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Every time Bane speaks, that's different Tom's, film. Tom's giggling. Oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> Nobody wants to sit next to Tom in this. Oh, I'm, I'm done. Um, so yeah, Will. Uh, I guess that's not agreement in this room, but nope. We will apologise you. if you're correct. Uh, so that's it for listener feedback. Uh, what movies coming out this week, Chris? Do we not do the charts anymore? You can do. I was going to say what's happened in the last week. The Keith Lemon movie came out. Excellent. <laughs> yep. Opened at number five in the charts. Did it made, really? Made one million two hundred thousand pounds. People love Keith. People Lemon. love Keith Lemon. I, sure, I said the this joke's before. Jokes one thing though. I, I quite like the first. What was the few... joke? I, I've never seen anything. I've, I've, I've not seen. Ed, I've not, what's it called? Like celebrity juice. juice. Yeah, it's quite funny. Yeah. But I wouldn't watch a movie. No, I agree. I agree. Well, they were wondering. I mean, like at the Baftas, he won the People's Choice Award ahead of Downton Abbey and Sherlock. So I think people were wondering, and he does get pulling big audiences if it would be like an in, an in betweeners type success. Mm. But um, yeah, he opened with one point two million, and in betweeners opened with thirteen point two million. So not quite the, the same. The not problem quite. is, is uh, Keith Lemon. It's just one joke, whereas in betweeners is three jokes. A couple of points on Keith Lemon. Just um, first one is if you haven't seen it, go on uh, the askmen dot com uh, YouTube channel and find the video of Beck's interviewing Kelly Brook and Keith Lemon because it is hilarious. It's very funny. It is very very funny. So check that out. And secondly, after seeing a lot of Keith Lemon, I decided to go back and watch some Bo Selector. And Bo Selector is genuinely brilliant. Yes, yeah. it's very genuinely funny. funny. I yeah. once met Avid Merrion and he for about an hour I was chatting with him and he just had me pissing myself. Right. He's really, really naturally funny, that bloke. Yeah, I mean, he comes across really well. I just think that whole thing that he does with Keith Lemon, I just think it's... Mm. I don't get it. I just don't get it. It's not for me. Yeah. It's not for me. Uh, Brave is at number one in the charts still. And just a bit of kind of sort of year-long charts. Uh, The Dark Knight Rises overtook The Dark Knight last week in terms of how successful it was in the UK. And this week it's overtaken uh, Avengers Assemble to be the biggest hit of this year. Is it really? Okay. And that, what's interesting about that is everywhere else in the world, Avengers has outgrossed Dark Knight yeah. Rises, but in England, uh, it's it's the other way around. And Nolan we trust. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure why that is, but... But isn't it still the original Batman, still, like the Tim Burton Batman has done more? Or is that Eclipse that now? No, well? yeah, yeah, they've all okay. Eclipsed. I mean, that's not, that's not allowing for inflation, but no, I think yeah, it has yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Ted's made a fortune as well. Ted looks like it's going to make thirty million over here. It's I just still, I really that's really that. good. Yeah. yeah, but it's amazing that an original comedy yeah, can be definitely. that big. It's really good. And I really didn't expect it to be that good. But that, the, that must be Seth MacFarlane then. The the, the, the pull, like Family Guy, is so popular. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so that was it, really, for what's happening in the charts. But there's quite a few films out this week. Uh, Total Recall came out, and I've already forgotten it. So that's ironic. Mm. Um, no. No. <laughs> no, not like that one. Uh, a few best men, a comedy I haven't managed to see, but looks quite funny. Bit 
Baldy trying to be a British hangover. Oh, right. Is it set in New Zealand? It is, yeah. yeah. But with British characters. Uh, Cockneys vs. Zombies is out, which is good fun. Wait, but I saw that it's only getting a limited release, so yes. I think you can't see it in Cine Worlds, which is, which is irritating. Yeah. Because uh, I really wanted to go see it this weekend, but not going to happen unless I go somewhere a bit more. Do you niche. only exclusively watch films in Cineworld? No, it's just the closest cinema to me. I had to go to um, Picture House in Clapham last weekend to see something because it wasn't at my local Cineworld. Uh, it's so boring. It, I'm not even going to bring it up. Go on. Uh, I knew intentionally you left out the title of the film. I'm just curious. Take, take this waltz, which is the Michelle Williams yeah. Seth Rogen film, is which not good? my girlfriend really wanted to see. So. I thought it looked quite good. Saw so Sarah Silverman in the full nude. So in the nudie. <laughs> is it any good? Uh, not really. Okay. No. And Barbarian Sound Studios out, which is a Kind of a horror film, uh, an homage to the Italian giallos of the 70s. Worst film title ever? Yeah. I can't yeah. imagine going into the cinema. Going, what should we watch? Why did they call Bavarian it that? Sound um, <laughs> I'll be honest, I didn't really understand it. And I had a, I watched it at Fright Fest. Um, I didn't know what was going on the last half hour, but I dreamt about it last night and came up with a better ending in my dream. So make of that what you will. Ooh. So is it a British film? Yes, it is. Yeah. Toby, Toby Jones. Toby Jones, yeah. yeah. That's the movies. I didn't know Toby Jones was playing Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Yeah. And and Anthony Hopkins as well. Yeah. He's doing that thing where he does the same role about six months later and everyone goes, oh, somebody else already did that. Well, how I first saw Toby Jones was before he ever did TV or film on the stage, he did the play What I Wrote, which was the Morkman Wise homage. And although neither actor was actually properly looking like or playing them, he was really good. Who did he play? He played the Eric Morkham role. He played the Eric Morkham role? Yeah. I think oh, about ten years ago now. Ah. Anyway, he's good. Leave him alone. No, I, I, I really like Toby Jones. I just don't think he's got the build for Alfred Hitchcock. He's only a little fella, isn't he? He's more Truman Capote, which he plays. Which he is more Truman yeah, Capote. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's little. Yeah. There you go. Uh, as for the games this week, well, you mentioned the word homage twice in your roundup, so I'm going to mention it three times. So, Sleeping Dogs is at number one. That's a homage to uh, Grand Theft Auto. Hong Kong crime films. Yes. Darksiders, straight in number two. Must be disappointed. Just a little bit. Uh, I, I, I honestly didn't think that Sleeping Dogs would stay at number one. but it Great word did. of mouth on Sleeping Dogs. Yeah. 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 Again, a lot better than kind of people uh, thought it might be. Especially for a game with such troubled history. Yeah. Um, but Darksiders too. I've heard rumours that there's glitches and bugs and stuff. Game-breaking problems so if anyone's heard of that then let us know on iGen UK feedback at iGen.com new Transformers game came out last week it was supposed to be excellent where did it come do new I guess yep nine number five. Oh, so not that bad um, of course see, not a lot else is out so just kind of standard stuff uh, Olympics game still number four where's Batman Lego Lego Batman's number six Arkham City still in the top ten wow so has the Game of the Year edition come out yet? September. Oh, so that's not even including the Game of the Year no. edition yet. Right, okay. Uh, as for new releases, Guild Wars 2 is out and uh, it's supposed to be good by all accounts if you can mm-hmm. actually get in. They've taken it off of digital sale. It's sold out. Uh, the, the servers are full to bursting. Good for them. Uh, rock Band Blitz, which is a rock band game that doesn't require a plastic guitar. That's out. It's uh, quite good as well. Yeah, it is. I'm hearing uh, a lot of good things. Tales of Graces. That came is. out about three years ago in Japan on the Wii. 
So they just regionalised it. Knock yourself it's out. Like one lazy. There's only one guy in Japan who can speak English and he's a translator. He's just saturated with work. He is. He's doing all them Murakamis and occasionally has to do a video game. Just, just doing go. it in his spare time. Yeah. Uh, last time game out, well. Madden. So, that. There you go. <laughs> do people still buy Madden in the UK? My brother does. Really? Yeah, Every he'll buy year? that for his PS2. Yeah, I've never <laughs> played a next-gen Madden. He, he will buy that for his PlayStation 2. We must have a copy in the office. Do you want to give it a go? No. I'd play NHL. I played it. You played it with... um With that Peter, Peter Berg, Berg, the director of... Yeah. Uh, but it's it, the thing is, I don't understand American football for starters. So it's pretty want... simple to understand, but like I kind of wanted the old Mega Drive experience where it was really simplified. <laughs> yeah, just an action game rather than a tactical. You say exactly. that, that with everything. Exactly. Every next gen game, I just, just wanted to load. I just want to play. I just want to play Jungle Strike. <laughs> oh man, can we get Jungle Strike working game. on that Mega Drive? Now, Jungle Strike Kickstarter. No, but nerd, you know what they'll do? They'll make it all rubbish. HD Jungle Strike. That would... Be, oh, an iPad. Potentially. Yeah, it could yeah. work on iPad. Let's do it. Let's do it. And on that note... Uh, that, well, so that's it for the new releases, and I think that's it for this week's podcast. Um, no plugs? Uh, no did, plugs. Oh, uh, did, did we thank everyone for coming down to the quiz? Yeah, thanks for everyone who came down to the pub quiz, which was on the 4th of... Uh, sorry, which was um, the 4th pub quiz? Last month, yeah, the best, yep. the best one yet. I the best one yet, yeah. So thanks for everyone who came down. It was really good. If you wanted to, to test your wits out against the questions, it's all on the website. Just search for IGN Pub Quiz Four. My um, questions aren't there. Aren't um, no, some of them didn't make <laughs> yeah, it on there. No, no, yeah. 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 my round. Yeah. Um, thanks for your rounds, Alex. Also, last weekend, um, Daniel Kilby bought a PlayStation Vita at HMV on Oxford Street, and the guy who served him said he was a big fan of the podcast, so we should say hello to him. Oh, whoever you are, hello, hello. How did he know it was Dan Kilby? Just recognised Just recognised him. Just recognised him. The build, the stature, the tone of the voice. Maybe go. his debit card. <laughs> yeah, that's true. His, his IGN debit card. He's wearing a fucking t-shirt saying, I'm sad, Dan. A couple of things about Dread 3D, though, as well. By the time you hear this, you'll have missed Carl Urban on the <laughs> IGN UK Twitter feed. Oh, but there are two Dread competitions going on the site at the moment. So if you really know Judge Dread, there's a Dread wiki competition. Just go look, I, um, Google IGN wiki Dread. And you go on there, contribute all your knowledge, and you could win a PlayStation 3, which is really cool. And then also, uh, there's a Twitter competition happening. Tell us what law you would enforce if you were a judge for the day uh, via the hashtag IamTheLaw. And you could win... A replica Judge Dread helmet, a, a lawmaker gun, a, a Judge Dread badge. We've got comics, we've got books, we've got all sorts of stuff to give away, and that's happening over the next sweet. two weeks till the film comes out. That sounds cool. That is cool, isn't it? Imagine having a Dread helmet. Can we get a few extra for the sweet. office? I might, I might ask for one. Yeah, I might ask for one. Awesome. Uh, anyway, that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you for listening, and we will see you same time next week. Bye. 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 Okay. Rolling? Yes. Hello and welcome... Ugh, that's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.